Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Way Too Much Terror MC Podcast. This is your uh, humble correspondent, John Ross Marcus Cox here. I'm coming back to you. It's at 2 o'clock on July 11th. Um, you know, thanks for listening. Um, just to get a quick thing out here real quick, obviously I'm live streaming this, so if y'all can't hear me or if I'm telling you to listen to something you can't hear it or whatever, make sure you shoot me a text or make it or comment or something so I can know and get it get it squared away. Um, I do feel like I'm, we're getting a little bit more um, technological savvy here. See, you'll see I had a little intro and all that stuff. So uh, we're going to try to keep making it a better, better presentation for you um, to make it worth you know, worth listening, and we always promise to keep your time at the center of it all and make sure we're not wasting it. Um, so yeah, again, you know, everybody, you can, you can follow me now at way too much JRMC on pretty much any social, well, actually every social platform possible. Um, you can listen to me on any on any of the audio podcast or video podcast platforms. You know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know, YouTube, um, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, all that. So whatever your preferred um, mechanism is of getting your podcast delivery, um, just you know, look us up. You'll be you'll be able to find me on there. So it's been it's been seventeen days I think since I had one up. It's been a couple weeks, few weeks since we've had Pinky on here. So we had uh, my boy my boy John Rogers on here t- talking with us. We are actually supposed to be doing one tomorrow. So be ready to tune back in for that. Um. Yeah, today we have a, uh, I got a topic for you that is certain to um, ruffle some feathers and piss some people off and all that, but I'm going to be honest, again, that's the whole point of this show is my goal is to have those conversations that people feel like they can't have out in the general public, um, but they want to, and so hopefully we can start that conversation a little bit um, and, you know, get everyone else talking talking about it as well, even though it's not just me talking about it. I've been spending all morning on conference calls and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so the the topic at hand today is really going to be about, you know, parental rights, um, the role of, you know, government and public education in, you know, helping us rear our children and um, educate them the way that we, the way that we see fit and really just that general, you know, trust and partnership that has, you know, became a, a staple of the American public school system. Um, just full disclosure here, I'll let everybody know, you know, my, my mother is a retired Kentucky school teacher, taught for 30 years, still subs, still loves her kids, you know, all that. But, you know, me and even her and I talked about this stuff a little over the, little over the weekend and it really is kind of, I mean, it's a punch in the gut and very eye opening. Um, and I, and I have some thoughts later on that I'll discuss on why, you know, where I think there may be a breakdown or, um, you know, a shift in the public education persona. You know, or, or or what have you. So, so yeah. But I mean, like as you all know, during the Kentucky Legislative General Assembly General Assembly session 2022, there were several bills that came up that were curriculum oriented, oriented parental rights oriented. Um, you know, we had HB 51 that you know myself and the people close to me were down there you know, heavily advocating for that would have ended the mass mandates for kids and done away with any kind of like possible vaccine mandates for children when it came to like you know, the coronavirus you know, vaccine that kind of stuff um we were pushing for you know, the sb211 which was the obscenity law change um you know and you're seeing this you're seeing that issue having to be tackled in states all over the country as well um 
you had the SB1, you know, SB1, SB 138, HB 487 were all curriculum changes, you know, here in the state of Kentucky. You had SB40, Parental Bill of Rights. You had the SB83, which is the transgender sports bill um, that, that passed. And, you know, I, I'm sitting there talking about Kentucky, but really, I mean, this this is probably the first, one of the first podcasts out that I'm going to be doing that where it's, it, it really has a national relevancy you know these these issues are being tackled from everywhere from california to new york to florida to kentucky to texas you know all all over the place and um as we move forward and states you know the supreme court has sent some you know three or four things that are very important back down to states to determine as that continues to happen it's going to be you know even tougher to have these conversations on a national scale because you know we're going to be all we have 50 laboratories of different um, laws that can be passed and all that, but it's okay. Um, you know, the big thing is just remember that again, we think politics should be downstream from culture and not culture being downstream from politics. So we need to be talking about these things and, you know, hopefully by doing that, all the, all these state legislatures will have to enact laws that are, you know, that are in line with the culture of their citizenry, of their constituents. Um, and, at least for the last, you know, my entire adult life, it doesn't seem like that's been the case. It seems like it has been totally focused on, totally focused on just the, the government passing something and then letting us as people catch up, you know, to, to the way of thinking. So I'm going to start off here um, by playing you a couple of clips that are, one is going to be of a, of a, one of our Kentucky senators, that's in leadership, very high up, um, represents represents one of the you know, most uh, affluent areas in the state of Kentucky, is a Republican. Um, seems like she's nice enough or whatever, but again, like, I'm not worried about if you're nice or you're mean or whatever. I just worry about what you say and what you do. You know, so I'm going to let you listen to that. And the other one is, um, so that, that's Julie Rocky Adams. The other one is of, of a House member. Um, his name is Killian Timoney. And I think these two... These two clips are really going to sum up, you know, what we're up against as as Kentucky citizens. But I guarantee you, we'd go to any state and we'd start seeing this, um, we'd start seeing this divide or seeing where there's a breakdown between like where the Republican Party's headed and where current Republican office holders are, especially ones that have been in the game for longer than a few years. and so, yeah, let's let's just flip one over to this real quick, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So, as I said, this first one, this is of uh, uh, Ms. Julie Rocky Adams, Senator Julie Rocky Adams, represents the Anchorage, Kentucky area. So let's just let's let's, let's listen to this. Okay, so that that conversation there, um, or that segment was in regard was referencing Senate Bill Forty here in the Kentucky Legislature, uh, the twenty twenty two session, which was basically as a parental bill of rights. Um, if you go in and read it, 
which is a lot of things I feel like people aren't doing. They're opining without actually reading and digging into this stuff. But it didn't even do very much. If anything, more than what what normal people would assume was was going on. So it certainly didn't do as much as HB fifty one did on like putting it putting the power of masking and vac you know vaccinating your children in regards to coronavirus back fully in the parents' hands. <laughs> it certainly didn't wasn't doing any kind of curriculum changes or um, advocating for any kind of you know curriculum transparency or curriculum accountability or anything of that nature. It, it certainly wasn't trying to get you know some of these books, pornographic books, out of elementary school libraries. It wasn't trying to you know just like determine whether or not you know a transgender person was going to be able to play in a you know the the other the opposite sex sports, you know, somebody was a, was a male and transitioned into being a female, if they could play girl sports, it certainly was not, you know, doing that. I mean, it was doing some basic stuff. So I have, you know, that leads me to have to, I have to assume that if something is not that intrusive, not that game changing, not that like, you know, isn't that, uh, you know, isn't out on the you know frontier, you know, blazing a trail for new legislation, just something pretty basic that anything that's, Above and beyond, above and beyond that, I, I have to assume that you think that is absolutely radical. Okay, so I have communicated with you with uh, Senator Adams. I assume you know she seemed as if she was in a, on our you know on our side when it came to the masking vaccine issues. Um, at the end of the day, though, I know it didn't, you know, nothing ever it never moved on the on the Senate side of things. So again, you know, let that let that be you know what it is. Like, like I tell everybody, I'm not here. I'm not out here trying to like put politicians on the spot or call anybody out or you know any of that stuff i just try to call a spade a spade um and try to do so in a very transparent manner which is why i try to do these things on, on live streams because i don't want to even give off the you know appearance that i'm allowing myself to be edited and so that I don't, I don't look bad or any of that stuff you know one of the missions of the way too much platform way too much group you know mine and pinks and you know anyone else we ever bring on is to is to give you an open look on real life, everyday conversations between, you know, Americans that are educated, some not educated, you know, some rich, some poor, some blue collar, some white collar, you know, yada yada, just like try to just real conversations, and I feel like the best way of doing that is is um, by is via live stream. So there's there's that one. Here's the second one. Like I said, this is from Killian Timoney, and I really want you guys to like pay attention to what this guy's saying. I mean, this one right here is absolutely horrific. Just give me one second. It's about 30 seconds long. Here we go. Here we go. I, I got to restart it. Sorry. All right, so I want everybody, I really want everybody to pay attention to what he, to what he just said there. He just said the quiet part out loud. This guy's a Republican in the Kentucky state legislature. So this is the state where supposedly we don't 
you know, have teeth and we don't wear shoes and we're all hillbillies and hicks and all that stuff. Well, this is a Republican state legislator here that doesn't, that thinks the second you put your kids on a bus to go to a public school, you forfeit the ultimate authority over your child and their education and what happens to them. Now, to some to some of y'all, you may say, "Well, that, you know, that sounds reasonable." <coughs> it it may sound that way until it's your kid, right? Until it's until it's your kid that they're trying to make do certain things, or it's your kid that they're saying that you are harming whenever they're at home. Whenever you don't feel like you're harming them, you're just praying with them at the dinner table, you know. So, I don't really know if that if if that is the mindset that our that our state legislators have and i don't think it is the majority wise i think that you know that's why you see some of these some of these dudes got got knocked out in the primaries or whatever ed massey and some of them that's why because they listen this, this like there is a small set a small sect of the Republican party you know that nationally we call them rhinos you know whatever you know whatever you want to call them the adam kinzinger types um I call them, or the, or the Jeb Bushies, or the you know the Country Club Republicans, what I like to call them. You know that they are the the old school big businessy types that really don't think that individuals are smart enough to make their own decisions. And you know, I I, I am country, you know, like I I am like you know backwoods a little bit, and I've always lived by this that, and I'm gonna this it's gonna get a little explicit on y'all here, but I'll, I've always believed that until somebody if somebody tells you they're some bitch, believe them. All right, so, but before that, you know, I'm going to try to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're good people and, you know, all that. Well, homeboy right here just told me who he was. He just told me that the minute my kid goes out, you know, goes out to the public school system that he doesn't, he no longer thinks that, you know, as a parent, I have the ultimate authority over my child. And that, you know, and that backs up, you know, the HB 51, the HB 51 vote, the, the SB 83 vote. This, you know, getting SB 211, the obscenity law changes. So, again, that's mask, you know, that's the mass vaccine bill, transgender sports bill, the obscenity law changes. Go look at his voting record. Again, he, he's saying it here, but he's also doing it there, and he ain't voting for any of it. Okay, so, again, this, this show isn't meant to, like, harp on them or hammer on them or anything like that or put anybody on blast. It just this is what it is. You know, I mean, I'm, said I'm putting myself out there with the information you can – do with it as you please and talk trash with me all you want um but i you know i believe this stuff and i believe people would you know deserve to have the information um so yeah so that brings us to my next point i'm gonna bring all i got three things topics i'm gonna bring them all together at the end as far as like parental rights goes government role you know education our partnership with the school system all that and then so i mean guys there's just such a treasure trove of information out there on the internet i mean just like going into facebook groups and you know, parental rights organizations or, you know, looking into, you know, looking into some of your enemies, um, sites and their follows and their mentions and all that stuff on Twitter and everything like that. But found a uh, letter here from the Department of Justice. This went out to all school systems. I'm pretty sure I got this one from one of our Oldham County affiliates. That is basically the Department of Justice. So the, the Biden administration are make, are making it clear, okay, that Schools are going to be at risk of losing any type of federal funding, okay, if they don't assure or ensure that all all 
children, specifically transgender youth, like all youth, that they're treated fairly with dignity in accordance with federal law, all that. Again, that it comes up being, you know, it comes up being said, we want to treat people with respect and we want to, you know, love each other, be kind to one another and all that. But we still have to try to instill, instill the values in our children that we want to instill in them. Um, you know, I, I want my children to be kind to everyone they come across. It's not their job to, to try to force their beliefs on, on others or anything like that, but you still are, should be able to express those beliefs or whatever. So, but this right here, when I read this letter and we'll read a little bit more of it here, I take it, it looks as if it's a threat to schools, okay, that they're going to lose their funding. It says the, depart- the, the department is also charged with the coordination and enforcement of federal laws that protect individuals from discrimination in a wide range of federally funded programs and activities, intentionally erecting discriminatory barriers <clears throat> to prevent individuals from receiving gender-affirming care, implicates a number of federal legal guarantees. <clears throat> we're, going, we're going to define affirm here in a second. State laws and policies that prevent parents or guardians from following the advice of a healthcare professional regarding what may be medically necessary or otherwise appropriate care for transgender minors may infringe on rights protected by both the equal protection and the due process clauses of the 14th Amendment. I want everybody to take, let's take, let's take very, very specific attention, very specific attention. That says, from following the advice of a healthcare professional regarding what, what may be medically necessary or otherwise appropriate care. So this right here, they're, they're saying this as if they are, as if schools are, are telling parents they can't do certain things or, you know, I guess they're, they're kind of alluding that if you're telling parents that their transgender kids can't play sports or whatever, that they, you know, they may be violating the 14th, 14th Amendment. But here's my question. What if a school finds out that a parent is refusing to allow their children to undergo these treatments, this you know, this care, this this medically necessary care, even though they've one healthcare professional has said has deemed it necessary. So what if a parent goes out and one one doctor says it's necessary, but they go get a second opinion and it's the second opinion says, listen, listen, they're kids. Yes, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, berate them over this or talk or be the or diminish their feelings or Anything like that, but from our, from my professional opinion, they're just not they're not mature enough yet mentally to make such an such an important life changing decision. At that point, is the government going to say, "Well, if a right is a right, it's a right, no matter if you're a child or an adult." So, as a child, you have this right. Your parents are trying to keep it from you. Therefore, you're harming a child. And that's going to be a theme we're going to get into today is this, this like, word salad, this, like, seizing of language and manipulation of language and how they're using it against us, you know, and, and all that. So, this, uh, moving on here, it says, in addition, the due process clause protects the rights, the right of parents to seek and follow medical advice to safeguard the health of their children. A state or local government must meet the heavy burden of justifying interference with that right Here's the big key word here. Since it is well established within the medical community that gender-affirming care for transgender youth is not only appropriate, but often necessary for their physical and mental health. Is it well established? 
I'm being serious. Like, I mean, I'm. Is it well established that gender affirming care is necessary for positive outcomes? Again, like, I, let's, let's define this word here. Let's define, like, just like we did with abortion. We had to go, you got to get back to the root of the, of the discussion, the stuff that's boring, <laughs> the stuff that you wish you could move on past. But the problem is, if, if you're not, if your terms aren't in agreement, then you can't move on. Okay, so to affirm something means to state, and this is straight from dictionary.com. Googled it. State, affirming means you're stating something as a fact or asserting strongly and publicly. And the second you know, verb definition is offer someone emotional support or encouragement. So if, you're, if affirming is stating something as a fact and asserting strongly and publicly, that basically they are saying here that it's well established in the medical community that stating as a fact that the that whatever gender a child says they are is what they are is not only appropriate but often necessary for their physical and mental health that's what they're that's what they're trying to say is is medically established medically it's already been you know there's just no reason to fight back on it Right, now, I challenge everyone, you know, if you're not a member of the Daily Wire, go go join the Daily Wire. Watch Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman? Um, man, it's going to blow your mind. You know, I won't even begin to try to act like I can do what that what they have done over there. The Daily Wire is really doing some important stuff. But go watch that, and you're going to see what I'm talking about here. So, But going right back to this, my question then becomes, so this letter is in regards to state and local governments must meet these heavy burdens and all that. What happens, you know, or shall I say, when is the government going to tell parents that their children have due process rights and that when they decline to follow the advice of one medical professional, even if they have other ones telling them, telling them something of the exact opposite, because the, the minor child is being affirmed over here. Obviously, they're going to agree with whatever whatever they're, you know, we all seek, like, positive reinforcement, right? Just because the child agrees with that person because they're agreeing with them, you are neglecting and violating the for, you know, their own due process rights by not going with the opinions of the doctor that they, that they're, that they want to follow. I mean, how far are we from that? You know, I mean, I think that, I don't think we're far from it. All. I think we're already in it. I think we saw it with masks. We're seeing it with vaccines. We still have you know, the National Education Association. You can go look at it. Just go, go follow their Twitter account. Over the last week, they've already said they are already trying to trying to push a national vaccine and and masking mandate in every public school in the United States. I mean, in, in what world are we living where that's still even a topic of discussion? These people just they just don't want to move on. They don't. They don't want things to get better. Okay, so then it says over here, going into the, we'll say that same part. It says categorically refusing to provide treatment to a person based on their gender identity, for for example, may constitute pro, may constitute prohibited discrimination under Section 1557. As the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has stated, restricting an individual's ability to receive medically necessary care including gender-affirming care. Affirm means to state as fact. 
from their health care providers solely on the basis of their sex assigned at birth or their gender identity may also violate Section 1557. So they're talking about this specific Section 1557 right now, but if denying that person their right to make their own choice is violating federal laws and regulations, how are they, I mean, how do we not all see that the next step is going to be that if when parents do it, it's also a problem. You know, I don't, like, there's, there, it's, we're not far, we're already there, people, we're there. It says, all persons should be free to access the services, programs, and activities supported by federal financial assistance without fear that they might face unlawful discrimination for doing so. Then it goes on to kind of be, uh, you know, talk down to you a little bit, a little condescending. Thank you, thank you for your continued commitment to improving the well-being of children. That's one of those key words, the well-being and their families. Department is always available to help ensure that state and local governments, many of which are recipients of federal financial assistance, meet their obligations under federal law. Please contact the Department of Civil Rights for assistance. Guys, they're at war with us. This is the Biden administration right here. Now they're trying to, like, even if your school, so if your, even if your school agrees with you, even if your school wants you as a parent to be able to make these decisions, they want to keep sex education out of, you know, out of third grade classrooms they're not they're telling them they're not going to allow them to do that without them risking losing their federal funds so we got to decide you know, okay what are we going to do we're going to say stick it up your rear end keep your money you know are we able to do that i mean can we as a state as as communities municipalities can we afford the salaries promised to teachers and administration and you know, you know, custodians, people that work in the cafeteria, can we afford all that, all those salaries on our own, just just in state funds? I don't think we can. So basically it comes down to this. We got some tough, some tough decisions to make because if, again, somebody tells me that they're the, that they're the real deal, I'm going to assume they are. They're telling you what their, what their plans are right here. And so, Basically, as soon as SB 83 goes into in Kentucky, in Kentucky now, as, as of this school year, if you are a transgender female, so you're male and now you've transitioned to being, to being female, you can't play in sports sixth grade through college. Well, the Department of Justice is telling, is making it clear. So this is Oldham County, but they've sent this to every school, to every school administration in the state of Kentucky and across the United States. If you do that, and we like we made withdraw all federal funding for all those activities and programs. You know, like me personally, I don't believe them. I don't think they got the cojones to do it. All right, but you know, but that you know, brings me to my next to my next point here, and the next next thing I want to talk about. So obviously, we see now our lead, our you know our state our state government doesn't necessarily agree with the parents having a say in all this stuff, or at least. You know, the establishment people don't. We do have a lot of great, we do have great uh, people in our legislature that are making a difference and got even more headed down there next, uh, in this next session. And going across, you know, countrywide, we got good people. I mean, y'all, you're seeing the that Hispanic lady that won um, in that Democrat district. She seems, you know, phenomenal. And they're trying, they're coming after her everything they got. You know, we saw Young can win. We see what DeSantis's um, approval ratings are like. But it's happening all across the country. 
Um, and I, I hate that I have to make this a Republican Democrat thing, but it just, I mean, it just is what it is, you know, like the people that support, you know, certain things. But it, again, I'm trying to point out that not even all Republicans are team are our teammates and all this stuff. Um, and so, but my, my next point was, I told you, my, you know, my mother's a teacher and so we talked about some of this stuff, um, just like parental rights and I'm going to be discussing obviously the, you know, the, the transgender, you know, the transgender movement a little bit you know for the most part here today but really i'm looking at it through the lens of parental rights and it's just one issue that can be extrapolated so don't think i'm just picking on that one group of of kids and these you know i'm not nothing i'm saying is is aimed at a at a kid or their or their or their situation or their experiences any of that stuff you know all it goes without being said we all care about all children and we don't want anyone being ostracized or bullied or anything any of that stuff but again like i'm not going to let the fear of people attacking me in that way keep me from speaking because if you don't know if you don't know me personally like you shouldn't be willing to think i'm a great guy from just what you hear from others either you know i'm worried about the people that are close to me in my community that i coach you know that i coach with that i my kids go to school with that I you know my kids play with all that stuff like y'all know who I am y'all know my heart and really at the end of the day what someone out in the western part of the United States thinks about me doesn't matter now I say I want them to listen you know well if, we, if this is going to grow it's going to grow like that um you know but I, I just really hope that I can get people to hear what like to listen to what I'm saying and not just immediately immediately politicize it or lump me over into this some crazy right winger, January six or whatever. You know, it's like this is this is a kids deal, and it's this. I mean, again, I think this is a real conversation that that really needs to be had. So, myself, along with I'm sure a whole bunch of the rest of you guys, are you know I'm in several you know parental groups. Um, you know, for the county I'm in, for the state I'm in. You know, there's some national ones. Um, I'm also in some teaching groups and stuff like that. Just kind of you know, I like to. I like to keep up with, you know, where the, you know, culture is of different type, you know, different industries, you know, that kind of thing. And again, like I'm not against, I'm not anti-teacher. I mean, I, most of the people that are, that were huge influences positively on my life were teachers. And so please teachers like hear me on this before, you know, like tune me out and think that I'm just like a terrible person here. But in one of our groups, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what group it was or I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but a, a a a post was made that had that came from the website for or someone had asked the question of the I think it's, we'll call it the 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 Golson um, group. So it's, it's the Gay Lesbian and Straight Education Network. They're like the, they're the national leading national education organization focused on ensuring safe schools for all students. So again, like that word safe is I mean, they have militarized that word. I mean, it's like community schools, mental health, harm, safe, kindness, civic engagement, healthy youth. Like these are words like as soon as you hear them, you should you, you should throw up red flags. and You should be like, OK, I'm going to do a little more research before I make any kind of judgments on the content that's about to be put in front of me. <coughs> but they were going into talking here about you know keeping parents in the loop whenever minor children are uh you know coming out of, either coming out of the closet at school and telling everyone there that they're 
they're gay or lesbian or you know whatever the correct you know, politically correct term is I'm, I'm not trying to be demeaning or anything i say like that that isn't correct the correct term i'm you know it's out of ignorance it's not out of purpose you know purpose purposeful hurt so just tell me if i'm saying something the wrong way um i think i said uh you know there have been there's been times in the past where i use the word hearing impaired or something and someone told me like no the term is hard of hearing you know and like okay great uh, that's what i'll use now i, I got to said I, I didn't know you know, if you don't have someone in your family that is hard of hearing, you're not in you're not in the in the no on correct language and all that. But again, that person can't even tell me that, but didn't assume I was a terrible person. She assumed that I was ignorant to the fact and told me, and now we then we moved on. So just kind of keep that in mind. But the the post basically was a question that was posed um, that said, like, isn't it better to work with parents and keep them in the loop? I don't understand why you would want to keep secrets from parents. Okay, and so this is going to be the meat of the of today's episode. We're already 33 minutes in. I'm going to try. This is probably going to be at least as long as the rest of it. <coughs> but the the Gleason staffer basically answered that telling the parent puts the child at risk. She said a lot of students are not living in safe situations. So you want to be affirming in the classroom so that the student is able to learn and not putting the child at risk at home. She said that if a child hasn't outed himself to his parents, then the teacher is careful not to tell the parent. This includes not using the child's preferred name and pronoun in front of the parent if the parent doesn't already support that. In other words, the teacher makes a judgment that the parent is a possible danger to the child. So again, this is the leading national education organization focused on ensuring safe schools for all students. So this isn't just some fly-by-night organization Um Listen to all those keywords. T- telling the parent puts the child at risk of what? Death. Dis- like disciplinary action, a lecture, a tough conversation. You know, tough like tough conversations with my children all the time. It's not always to make them feel bad about themselves. Sometimes it's because I'm an ignorant parent and I did something wrong, and I want to make sure that I tell them what I did and explain to them what the issue was and why I think I did why I think I did it yada yada <clears throat> says that you want to be affirming in the classroom so we want to be stating again let's go back to the definition we want to go back we want to state as fact or assert strongly and publicly that whatever that child says is 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 good is right is correct is reality all right <clears throat> So we want to be affirming in the classroom so that the student is able to learn and not putting the child at risk at home. Think about that. In other words, the teacher makes a judgment that the parent is a possible danger to the child. You're going to see this. What I'm about to do is I'm going to go through. So to this post, we had a 20, you know, when I printed it off, it was a 22-page exchange to myself the other posters, again, I won't use anybody's name. I'm not telling anybody the group that it was in or anything like that. With three confirmed educators in the state of Kentucky. Okay, so they're confirmed. I, I won't, again, I won't say where they're teaching. In the, in the thread, one of them tells you where they live. And now on their public profiles, they tell you where they live. But it's all over the state. Okay, so we, like, North Kentucky, Western Kentucky, East Kentucky. And... What's going to be clear after we do this is 
things aren't the way you know this they aren't things aren't the way we thought they were in our the state of our public education system in our in our country and just to kind of tell y'all a little about what i think may be happening here because again my mom's teacher still teaches we're in a generational shift in educators okay people like my you know, people like my mother went in for all the right reasons because she wanted to raise up you know good kids in a you know in a traditional american house valued household <clears throat> she wanted to be kind to them she wanted to love them she thought a lot of their parents even the bad ones she cared about their parent you know she cared about the parents too you know but she also was not you didn't go into teaching if you were if you were an activist you know like you didn't especially if you grew up I grew up in southeast kentucky i grew up in the southern baptist church sex and drugs and homosexuality and all this stuff this wasn't stuff that the teachers of that day and age were comfortable talking about so they're not confrontation these are, they were not these aren't confrontational people whether it be men or women teachers male or female that generation wasn't they're just not confrontational you know they are like the child rearing type okay and it's not saying anything bad about them i wanted to be a teacher myself and coach and all that right but today you're still getting those type of people to go into education. They have all the right reasons for doing it. But you're also having a segment of the population that is arrogant and ignorant and self-righteous and unwise, but think they are all the opposite of all those things, that they have all the answers already. All right, and they're going into education because they think you as parents, us as parents, do not are are doing a bad job and are not forcefully inserting these social justice issues into the into our households strong enough. So by God, they're going to do it for for us because it's har- like it's harming our children by them not getting that. That's what they think. So for all you teachers that think I'm talking about all teachers, I'm not. But the problem is, let's say it's 10% of them that are like that. There are the opposite of you. They're louder. They're more vocal. They're more active than you are. So they're taking a hold. They're taking hold of your profession. And they're running with it. And they're, they're ruining it for everybody. And so, again, I'm not lost on the fact that... Uh, Someone could say, "Well, this is anecdotal, right? The stuff I'm about to talk about here, stuff that was said by the by these by the teachers, and the responses from actual from actual parents." I'm not lost in the fact somebody could say it's anecdotal. Here's the deal: fine. Go Google, go Google this stuff. Go look it up on Twitter. Look it up on Facebook. When you go to your basketball game later later on, go find someone and talk to them about it and see see if what we're talking about here is not isn't correct. I thought we were, I was on a conference call to, about an hour and a half ago. The woman was in California. She's seen the same stuff happen there that we're seeing happen here, and that we're seeing happen in Tennessee, and we're seeing happen in Georgia, and we're seeing happen in New York. It's everywhere, and I tell everyone, first of all, I'm a very proud Kentuckian. I got Kentucky tatted on my back, and it's not for the school; it's for the state. Right? I have a lot of I have a lot of um, a lot of uh, my mojos caught up in my Kentucky boyness. Right? But Kentucky is such a central state. We ain't southern, we ain't northern, we ain't midwestern. You know, 
we're kind of just a, you know, a melting pot of all over the place. So, but people think we're backwards. So if something's happening here in somewhere that's supposedly a you know super conservative state, which I think we, which I think we are, um, then it's probably it's happening everywhere. You know, we're, we are. We're seeing it happen in Texas, Houston, those areas. Let's just dig into this, okay? So we're so I, I set I set the stage for what the post was about. Um, and this is the this teacher, and I'll t- I'll tell you if I'm going to a different teacher right on what was said. And she said, and so obviously I'm just going to be taking part of this part of what they said. I'm not going to read their entire comments all the time, but. One of the responses was, and this was the very first comment under the thread, was, in my district, we ask the kid if their parents know, and what if they and what if they have told or are planning to tell their parent? Kids have been significantly harmed by telling parents this info, which leads to a much higher risk of suicide for LGBTQ plus youth. Nowhere did that. Nowhere did she cite any kind of stats that said that people are more at risk of suicide because they told their parents. She just assuming that. So she gave no data, no data to back that up. And she goes on to say, the only things that are required for teachers to tell someone is risk of harm to self, others, or abuse. And this, this continues to be a recurring theme. And just gonna, I'm about to, I mean, some of the comments I'm going to say from this person, I mean, they are absolutely, they're absolutely horrifying. Okay. Then someone came back and said, okay, if government schools disagree with the parents' values and beliefs, that means it's okay to usurp their authority? Her response was, yes, if it causes harm to the student. Then we come back, and we come back to this, who is defining harm? If you're someone and you think it's harmful simply to not to use the word affirm, not affirm some what someone's uh, perceptions of their of their gender identity or just identity in, in general, okay? Then like, if you're if you think it's you may think it's harmful if someone is not stating that those feelings as a fact and asserting strongly and publicly that they are so. If you think that's harm, then that's going to lead to one thing. Okay, if you don't think it's harmful, it's going to lead to another. So it's an in, it's a totally un sustainable concept that she's that she's going after here okay let's flip on back through here if someone kept making a point you know like you know if you had kids you may think you know you may think otherwise whatever i think she she had said that she didn't have parents or whatever i'm sorry that she didn't have kids or whatever earlier a few few steps up she says even if i had my own kids it's their business what they do with their own sexual orientation and gender identity it's not mine at all So as their teacher, as their educator, as the as the person that has been entrusted with that child's education, it's not your business at all. If you're well and again, she's saying if I had my own kids, right? So she's saying it's not her business at all. If her own children think they're trapped in the wrong body. Those of you that aren't watching, I'm silent right now because I'm I'm stunned. This person obviously isn't a parent. Luckily, she's already admitted it, or I'd be trying to get CPS out there for her, on her on her for her children. <coughs> but 
it had already been established in this thread that we're talking about minor children, like, you know, elementary age children. If it's not our if it's not our role to steward them and guide them into the values that we think they should have, or to, you know, into the lives that we think they should have. Sorry, y'all probably hear my kids up there screaming. But but then what then what is our business as a parent? And again, I think it's she's making it perfectly clear that she doesn't think it's she doesn't think it's our business. You know, it's the kids' business, and then ultimately, I guess the government's whenever they come in and think that they're that it's their business or whatever. But for me, I see that as just a total neglect of your of your child's psyche or whatever, um, and that you're going to let them try to figure it all out on their own, and they're not going to because it's impossible. You can't know what you don't know. All right, so let's move, we'll move on to the next one here though. So this is the same person. She said, I, she tells she tells you know another poster. I'll never stop fighting for what I think is right, even if I had my own kid. I tell parents all the time what I am, and I'm and I'm not going to tell them. They can be mad at me all they want. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. I know I'm doing my job, which is most definitely not to please the parent. Your your rules aren't enforced by teachers. Not her job to please the parent. And I think that is indicative of a lot of our public servants today. They don't understand who's who is who's paying their who's writing their paychecks, who's paying for their service they are providing. Whether it be a state legislator or a teacher or whatever. You know, it might be a property value assessor. You absolutely work for the parents. People in Jefferson County, Kentucky, know that more than ever right now because we were just in a battle on taxes being raised. Our school, our our teacher union up here, they think that they should be maxing out the max possible tax increase every time it comes up for renewal, regardless if you're paying five dollars a gallon for gas or not. And I guarantee you, go to any other major city in America, whether it be Chicago, New York, Miami, Austin. You know, anywhere, or anywhere in California, probably, I guess, other than the, the rural parts of the state. And they're, they're getting the same thing from their unions. All right, again, I'm not beating up on teachers, but your unions are your, they're your representatives. You're literally, you're literally paying dues to them to represent you. And that, and that's how they're representing you. And these other teachers are on Facebook and they're saying these things. They represent you. I tell my kid, my kid went and stayed the night of the friend's house last night. I said, when you're there, you represent me, boy. You represent my last name. You represent all the years I spent building a good name. So anytime you you act while you're there at their house, you remember that. So that, I mean that's that, but that's you know the same thing goes for people that are in the same profession as you. Somebody's not 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 being ethical in your profession. You got you got to call them call them on it. And one day I'll, you know, I'm in, I'm in the insurance business, and I will be, I'll be talking about some of that stuff that I think is uneth, you know, unethical, immoral, or whatever that Republicans probably ain't gonna like, the businessy people ain't gonna like. But I can't wait to do it, and hopefully some of these, some of my liberal buddies or liberal people are gonna, you know, stick around and hear some of those things here. So let's let's, let's keep moving on. We got a lot to cover. She goes on to say. I don't have any authority with the child to do anything regarding gender identity or sexual identity or whatever. They figure that out for themselves. It's not for any of us to decide. 
But I will tell you that academics is definitely not the only thing expected of teachers these days. We help them when they feel sad or mad or scared at school. We help them make friends with people who have similar interests. We can teach them all kinds of skills if they want to. Y'all need to quit with indoctrination and grooming talk. Here's the one thing I want to say. Is kids don't just, figure, they don't just figure shit out on their own. You know, it's kind of why the teaching profession exists because they won't just figure out how to read. They won't just figure out how to write. They won't just figure out how to do math, which is why so many people can't read and write nowadays. I think in Jefferson County, we have like a 38% literacy rate, 38%. And I might be high on that. People that can read and write at, at their at grade level. And so, <clears throat> you know, that... Uh, That just like brings the point to me. It's like if if we can't trust our education system to be intentional about educating the next generation, then what are they? What are they even there for? If they're not there to help us instill the values that are important to us as in, as as families as Americans, what are they there for? And we have to realize, you know, not everything in life is a zero sum game. Education is in the sense of there's only so much time in the day and there's times of your life where you can learn quicker and easier than others so it is a it is a non it is a non it's a I don't know if it's the right term but it's a non-renewable resource you know that time when you're five six seven eight when you're you know, the neuroplasticity in your brain is at, is at its greatest you ain't if you don't get what you need in those in that time frame it doesn't matter if you get it when you're 13 14 15 like or when you're 35, like me, you're not going to learn how to speak Spanish when you can't speak English like I can't. Right? So any time we spend on one topic or subject, by default is removing time that can be spent towards other subjects or be allocated towards other topics. So it's the most valuable resource we have is time with, the, with our children. And we are entrusting the public education system to give them what they need, and they're not preparing them to do that. And there might be other reasons for it. I'm not saying it's the only reason, but we're making it harder. Okay, so moving on. Another comment about how it's not teacher's job to do such and such. Same teacher says, parents do not have a universal right to know everything their kid says and does. Again, their kid. Kid means, that means minor, in my opinion. And in the context of this right here, it was. She says she doesn't get the statement, I'm questioning whether I'm trans. I get, I am trans, and my pronouns are X, Y, Z. I say, okay, and we move on with today. And again, not causing harm, but your fear is pretty evident. She says, sue me all you want. You yell at me all you want. I'm doing what I think is best, and you can move on to you can move on to another district. What I'm doing isn't illegal. It is very common practice in education, and this will be a, again. This is where I, when I say there was multiple teachers in this thread, it's because I knew this person was saying some of these things, and if no other teachers had opined, then I, it would have been very easy to say, "Well, just one," but. 
multiple other ones will come to her defense in a second. So it's very common practice in education. Someone goes on to say, you don't know the student except what they want you to know. You truly don't have any idea of who they truly are or what their life is outside of school. You obviously don't comprehend that by having more contact with parents, teachers learn more about students' needs in their environment. And if this teacher kept going back at parents, okay, and people in this thread, and none of them were saying anything hateful about children or about teachers or anything. It was the whole argument was about this this partnership that's supposed to exist between teachers and parents when it comes to educating and rearing our children. Our economy depends on it. Our culture depends on it. You know, like someone argued the future of civilization as we know it depends on it. So all they were trying to say, all the the, the main point of what people were trying to get across this, this this lady so far was parents have to be involved in this stuff. Quit assuming the worst of every parent because a kid tells you they're afraid to tell me about something. Of course they are. Like, hyperbole is second nature to children. Actually, it might be first nature. They, they don't know how to not be like that. The, the sun revolves around them. Like, you're an adult that's supposed to have some wisdom and be able to understand the nuances in life. To where you should, like, you're supposed to realize that you should be telling this stuff to parents. And so, here she goes again. Our whole district has paid for a whole year of LGBTQ plus training for our staff. So, no, legally, no adult who has contact with your kid has to tell you anything they say. Once again, it is com- it is a common practice in education. Your few teacher contacts versus my statewide trainings aren't sufficient to prove otherwise. I would never work with someone who would force me to out a student who isn't ready to do so publicly. A couple things in this statement. She says, so no, legally, no adult who has contact with your kid has to tell you anything they say. We're not talking about any damn adult. We're talking about their teacher. The person that the parents are supposed to trust more than anyone else. Supposed to see as a as an ally more than anyone else outside of like you know the nuclear family unit. It's common practice in education. I would never work with someone who would force me to out a student who isn't ready to do so publicly. Nobody's telling you to out the kid on Twitter. Nobody's telling you to make it you know, put it on the gram. Go up on TikTok, get up on TikTok and start doing videos. Nobody's telling you to do that shit. Nobody is. And yes, I'm going to get a little explicit here because I'm getting a little pissed off. All right, but no one's telling you to do that. We're saying you should tell the parents. Not so the parents can pistol whip a kid and knock them out at the house because you should assume that every parent cares about their kid. I care about my, my kid more than you do, regardless of what you think. I love them more. You have no idea what I go, what I put myself through at night when I laid, when I laid my head down to sleep at night and how much I think about the stuff I, I missed or got wrong or, you know, it's, I got four kids, so it's like, oh gosh, that I love the other three more than that. This one today, are they gonna? Is that gonna, you know, bother them forever? Like, stop assuming you're the only one that cares. God, it's just so self-righteous and so, oh God, it's just terrible. Okay, so moving on. School has to have parental consent for a field trip and medical and medical care. Is what someone said to her. Here's the key point, though. 
they don't think they should have to have your consent for either of those things. If they want to take them to Planned Parenthood to see abortions happening on demand, they think they should be able to if they've deemed by, by panel that they should be allowed to do that. They think you're doing harm if you say no. Same thing with the, with the medical procedures. You saw it this year, the last two years, in school systems across the United States. I, per, I particularly saw it because I was fighting for Kentucky kids to get them out of masks and to get them out from this, this, this vaccine mandate. They think they know what is best and that you are just some dumb hick hillbilly if you're in Kentucky, right? If you're in Texas, they think you're just some dumb idiot cowboy, ignorant cowboy, right? Or if you live somewhere that's they don't have anything like that to say to you. It's like you're from Washington, D.C. Oh, you must be an insurrectionist. That's what they think, right? If you don't agree with it, so they like that argument doesn't work for them because they that's what they don't think that you they should have to have consent for either one of those. Okay, because you're doing like, not giving consent, not signing the field trip to them. Guess what? You're doing a harm to your child. That's that's what they're saying, right? Moving on. Back to that teacher. <clears throat> I'm not saying I have any authority over parents, but parents don't likewise have authority over me to demand that I tell them everything their kid says to me. If they ask me not to tell you, I won't, and there isn't anything you can do to me legally. My job is safe because that is our district policies. It has nothing to do with politics or religion. Your views are your views, and you are welcome to them. They just aren't legally binding. But that is exactly what our counselors do and what our counselors ask teachers to do for kids who don't want their parents to know. They're saying the quiet parts out loud over and over and over and over. And I'm, gonna, I'm going through this whole thing. You can cut it off all you want, but I mean, it's, it's imperative that we drive this point home. It's obvious this person, this teacher, does not see you, you the parent, as, part of, as a part of the team. You are a hindrance to the values they are hoping to instill, to the cult they are trying to make them be, a, they are trying to groom them to be a part of. And there's no other way to put it other than that. That's that's what is that's what's occurring. Okay. Keep moving on. Same teacher. I am always a safe place for my kids to talk about whatever they want. I will never condone outing a student to a parent. Okay. <clears throat> Are we just talking about outing them from a transgender standpoint? And I'm I'm setting up I'm setting this up for, for later. So like if you stop listening before you get to that point, know that I'm, I'm going to talk about this later on. <clears throat> what, if that, what if that student comes to you and it's a 12-year-old girl and they're t- they tell you they're blowing some 16-year-old boy on the school bus? Or just blowing them in general. Say not on school bus. Maybe you'll say it's illegal on school bus. But they're having sex with a, with a 16-year-old boy. It ain't illegal, is it? They're both minors. Or 15, let's say 15. Maybe 16 would make it illegal. 15. Well, they tell you they're having anal sex with another, well, if it's a 12-year-old, they're having anal sex with another 12-year-old. What if they're having sex with an adult? What if they are smoking marijuana? Well, they're smoking, smoking marijuana, they're 13. That's something that's illegal, yeah, but most, most people, myself included, doesn't look at marijuana the same way I look at cocaine or opiates. Are you going to out them then? Nothing you've said yet. Nothing you've said yet makes me think you have the 
cognitive abilities to discern between what any parent would think was relevant and and wouldn't. So the way to get around that and make it a sustainable thing is anything that should, anything that comes up that is a possible um a possible issue you should just be transparent about it. You know, I think a lot of teachers this, this is my my mom's statement. She would go to the teach the principal. You know, she's not the type to be able to sit down and have a conversation with the parents. Um, I think I think Johnny may, you know, think that he likes boys or he may think that he's a girl or, you know, vice versa or anything other than that. May think they're a Democrat or maybe they're a Republican or may, you know, like you know, in the South, every dad wants their wants their little boy to play football, right? Like not every teacher's willing to go to that that uh big macho dad and say, I don't think your son wants to play football. You know, I think he'd rather be on the chess team. So you gotta, you should be doing what you can to get the information to the parent. And what I told my mother was, yeah, you should, t- you should tell the principal, but the next step should be, listen, I'm not comfortable having this conversation with the parents. So I'm coming to you. I think it's more, more your um, role but I'm going to circle back to you, and if you haven't done it, then I'm then I'll have to step up because I'm the one in the line of fire. I'm in the middle, right? So this is a very important one right here. <clears throat> Parents do not have every right to know the private things about their kids, especially if it's something the parent is against or will try to tell them they are wrong. Drugs are one thing I do tell parents about. That's not something I keep a secret, but that's harmful and illegal. Keeping their sexual or gender identity only harms parents who insist on knowing this info before the kid is ready to say. It isn't demeaning a parent by any means because they don't automatically have the right to that info. Okay, so again, let's go back to let's go back to the determination of the definition of the word harm. To her, drugs are harmful, so she's gonna tell you. But you're Knowing your child <coughs> suffers, maybe not, maybe not even the word suffer. I would say I don't even give it a negative, a negative connotation. But knowing that your child is dealing with or has the traits of someone that data back that data backs this statement up. Even even super left wing data, okay, backs this up. That you are that one in five transgender youths attempt suicide. One in five. That's 20%. So parents don't have a right to know to know that. They don't have a right to know they're dealing with something that, again, you're assuming I'm going to hate my kid and I'm going to talk, talk down to them and I'm going to demean them. Maybe I'm just a parent that loves my kid and maybe I will parent slightly differently if I know they're dealing with these things because I, I wouldn't want to reinforce to them that they're awful people by t- continually talking about how, you know, when I'm watching TV, the husband and wife or the mom and dad, whatever, like, how about you give me the benefit of the doubt and assume I want to parent my, I'm going to be a good parent for my kid and that I know what's best for them and that I'm going to continue loving them forever when you're going to have them for a year. Again, so don't think you're not doing harm. You are directly doing harm to these children by not telling their parents. The people they look to the most for love and support are not going to know. So when you go back and say that these people are committing suicide because their parents are, are like talking down to them, how are they doing that? 
if they don't know about it. You're saying it's common practice that teachers don't tell the, don't tell parents. You said that, not me. You did. So watch what you put out there, and how you, and you got and think about this stuff. Again, she made the comment before that they make the teachers make the judgment call if, if parents are a possible danger to the child. Someone else made a comment, and I totally agree with this. When the public education system collapses, when every other state does what Arizona just did and, and has a, a wide open voucher system where the where the money follows the end, follows the student to wherever they want to go. When the when it collapses, you will have yourself to blame because you thought you were in total control and you had to listen. You didn't have to listen to any parental input. All right. So she goes in to say, I don't have to tell the parent, especially not if the parent is going to kick them out or disown them or send them to a conversion camp. Where are these camps at? I mean, she keeps saying this. And people kept asking her, where are these camps? Where are these camps? So someone says, this is not your role as an educator. Sure it is. It is my job to make sure kids are living in a safe, supportive home. It is not your job. It is not your job as a parent to make them be exactly what you want them to be. Actually, yes, it is. It is my job as a parent to instill the values that I think are important into my children so they can continue to pass along those values and beliefs that I have. So, again, it's obvious this person doesn't have children, right? But to think it's not a jo- the job of a parent to make them be exactly who you want them to be, like, okay, you, it's not. For, let's, let's make them say this. They're not going to end up being exactly who I want to be. They're going to end up being who they are, and and it's going to be a result of all those parenting, all those little bitty decisions that I, that me, my, my wife and I, that their mother and I make along the way in how we parent them. It's going to be a result of that. Some of it may be negative. So they might rebel on some of the values. I don't have all of the values that my my like mom had, that my grandparents that raised me had. But as I get older, I see myself adopting more and more of them because I see what they were trying to do. They might not have done it very well or very effectively, but I get the point now. It just took me a little time to get a little wisdom and understand a little bit of nuances around, around life. <clears throat> but this idea that we let children decide their own values and morals and principles is is hilarious to me. You're an idiot. There's no other way to put it. It is freaking scary. You're a you're a te- you are an educator. What do you think you're doing every day? You're making it your job to instill the values. The value the value that you think one of those values being that you don't think parents have any control over children. That most likely they're bad. You know what they're trying to do to you. They're trying to limit your life. You know that that's a, that's your value that you're instilling in every in all your children, and all children you're teaching. Someone says a two-hour seminar on something doesn't make you an expert on determining what is best for children, any more than me going to a two-hour seminar makes me a brain surgeon. She says I don't have two hours of training on this. I have years of it. It's common sense. I have no legal obligation to tell you anything about your kids unless they are suicidal, homicidal, or being abused. That's it. You aren't entitled to know anything else about your kid that they tell me. 
I thought it was unless they were inflicting harm on themselves, harm on others. Harm isn't just suicidal, homicidal behavior. Are you slowly realizing that you're maybe being a little too expansive here? Someone says, it's not your job to raise my children. She says, keeping a secret isn't raising them. And this person says, keeping a secret is grooming. You know, maybe it got me thinking. And anybody who's dove into this, this like this mindset knows that it's like, it's this kind of, it's cult, it's cult-like behavior, right? These people are, they're in a cult. But I started wondering, I wonder how many little boys, you know, during this last, and I, I'm going to piss people off here talking about this. During the, you know, Catholic priest sexual abuse um, saga, I wonder how many little boys felt totally, continued to be abused and feel totally powerless because they had entrusted themselves to that to their priest, and just thought them keeping that secret on both ends, the the priest and themselves was making them a good person, that they were, like, valuing that relationship. So what this person's doing is they're, they're feeding their own ego. When you, like, whenever it makes you feel good that an 8-year-old tells you something they don't tell, your, they don't tell their parents, you, you're the one with the issue. You're the one that wants, that needs to be, propped up because you need eight-year-old eight-year-olds to like you i don't need my eight-year-old to like me the kids i coach i don't need them to like me i need them to know that like i have their best interest at heart and i respect them and that's why i bring my a game every day and that's why i am that's why i tell their parents stuff and that's why i talk to you know i talk to them endlessly and give feedback all that stuff you know my brothers and i'm 12 years older than my youngest older brother we used to have this thing called brother code growing up. Basically meant like we don't we don't snitch on each other. Well, really what what it was for me was I was so much older than them, I wanted to be, I wanted them to see me do stuff and me not get in trouble. But as we got older, they would tell me things, and of course I would tell my mom. I'm old enough to be their damn uncle. I'm not gonna let bad shit happen to my little brothers. I mean, it's just it's just common sense stuff. I mean so this person says, nope, just being a respectful human to another human who asks you to help them. Maybe you should consider why your kid would be more honest with me than with you. You're an adult, lady. They're, they're children. And truth, like it or not, truth is they're not prepared to deal with the shit you're, you're saying they need to be dealing with on their own and with you. So if you're the only person they've told, they're going through life experiencing hundreds of other people every day that don't know this. They're they're dealing with it internally. They're battling it internally. All alone. Because you want to keep a secret for a little kid and not and not bring in their parent. Shame on you. Shame on freaking you. You're just a, you're a terrible person. Maybe but you know maybe they're being honest with you because they don't respect you as a as an adult. Maybe they see you as an equal. I don't want kids to see me as an equal. I'm an adult. You may think that's terrible. I don't give a damn if you think it's terrible or not. That doesn't mean I can't treat them with respect. Doesn't mean I can't treat them as human beings. But there is a there's a differentiating factor there. I'm an adult, you're a child. 
it's my responsibility to look out for people that are around me. And that, and that means, that means including their parents because I don't, I'm not their parent, So I don't know everything that's happening in their life. I don't know all the nuance around everything. She says, I'm not, she says, I'm not a spy for parents. You don't have a right to know that any more than you do my own sexual orientation and gender identity. So she's basically saying a parent has no more right to knowing the sexual conversations their minor is having with an adult than they do to having the sexual identity of a stranger. That's scary shit. That's scary that she thinks that. They obviously see us as the enemy people. They obviously do not respect us as parents. She says, parents are demanding teachers tell them if their kid discloses anything related to LGBTQ. I'm not adding a kid to anyone if they tell me it's not okay. She says, what exactly am I teaching them? I teach them zero about anything discovering who they are. They make up their own minds. You're teaching them something very, 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 very harmful. You're teaching them it's acceptable to keep things from their parents. That their parents cannot be trusted with their well-being. That's what you're teaching them. They don't have the knowledge to make up their own minds about much of anything, let alone something this serious. Parents that let their children decide on their own if they're going to have... They're going to transition their gender. That's, that's, oh my God. I mean, that's, that's morally reprehensible. If I gave my, if I let my kid choose what he wanted to eat for dinner every night, he would, he would eat, he'd drink, he'd, he'd probably eat sugar and drink Mountain Dew and eat ice cream and stuff. All four of them would. They chose it. I know it ain't good for them. Do I just let them get diabetes? Let's let them get overweight. Let them all. I mean, do, is that, do I just do? Do I just do that? That's what you're saying here. Someone says no. Parents are demanding that teachers, whose job is only to teach, to stay out of their family matters. No one asks you to take on this role. No one wants you to take on this role. You have knighted yourself in this role. You're only a savior in your own mind. Bingo, right there. Once again, she says, "I will fight for my kids and what I believe in." You can believe whatever you want to believe, but if your kid was my student and confides in me and asks me not to say, I'm not going to because I don't have to. I don't consider sexual orientation or gender identity a family matter. Your kid made it, not one when they felt I could be trusted with that info, and you couldn't. You believe what you want and parent how you want in your home, but make but make that home not a safe place for that kid. Then I'm going to do all I can to make it safe. Woo boy, is that? I mean. That's, that's, is that how you talk to someone you, you see as a, as a partner, as an ally in, in, in anything? But there it is. What this teacher and really what the entire public education system at large is, is, is all about. Again, I'm not saying the individual teachers. I'm just saying the people that you have knighted, you've anointed as your, as your uh, leaders, they are saying this. They are, they are going to determine what's best for our kids. And as long as you agree with them, you're good. But the minute you go against them, now you're an insurrectionist. Now you're doing harm to your children. You don't care about your children's all, your child's all-around all well-being. You don't care about their mental health. You don't keep them safe. You're not practicing kindness. You know. But listen, this person obviously doesn't understand the nuances of parenting. I'm not sure that they even had a childhood themselves. I'm thinking they. I mean, maybe it's the spawn of Satan, and they. You know, they were born as a 20-year-old um, University of Kentucky College of Education student. Maybe. I mean, 
so she goes on. When they're with me at school, I'm responsible for them. So it's not a family matter. Kids are still LGBTQ plus at school. It doesn't change. Just because you may not believe those issues are real doesn't mean they aren't. Zero comments that has been made in this thread or by me have stated that any of this shit isn't a real issue. It absolutely is. And yes, as a parent, I realize I got to have my mind right for if this stuff does happen. I got four kids. There's a very high likelihood that one of my children will come home and have one of these issues one day. And say that they're, you know, they're gay or lesbian or they're trans. It's a high likelihood, comparatively speaking, especially compared to 30, 40 years ago. So I got to be ready for that. No one's saying this isn't an issue. But you, as a teacher, seem to think that parents are just casting their kids' mental health to the side. Here's what I have to say to you. Kiss my redneck ass. You don't know me. I don't know you. I ain't trying to raise your kids. You shouldn't be trying to do this. You shouldn't be like trying to cut me out of my own child's lives. You shouldn't be trying to make me an enemy because I'm buying into the system and agreeing that public education is important and I'm trusting you to help me along the way with my child. That's what people are saying when they put up when they put their kid in the public education system. They're not saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm putting them there against my will." They're saying, "I trust you with them. You're part of my community." That's really what's being said, but we know we don't like to think about anything deep like that. <clears throat> so it goes, goes on here to say. She goes on to say, God doesn't entrust me to do anything because God isn't in our schools, for one. Well, you're right about that. You are right about that. But, you're, but your God, your little, your little G God is. <coughs> she says, not recognizing a kid's gender identity is something a parent could sue me for and I'd lose. It's not my job to protect parents. I don't work for you. Like that's she hitting it on again. And, but here's the deal. She probably is right. So all you state legislators that's still listening, and there are a few of you that will be listening to this. This is the sad state of things. It is your, it's your job now. You've been entrusted to, to, go to go to the Capitol and enact legislation that protects children and keeps, again, you're not taking away freedoms. You're, you're enshrining those freedoms and those responsibilities as a parent. No one's saying an individual parent should can't go check out the uh, not all boys are blue from the public library and let their let their eight year old read it. Is that I mean? Do I think it's immoral and that person's reprehensible? Yes, I do. Sorry. No one's saying you shouldn't be able to do that though. We're saying it's your it's your choice as a parent to do that. Okay, but legislators, she's right. She probably would lose if if like if she outed the kid or or told told her parents told a child's parents something and that child went and found a civil rights attorney and sued sued the teacher, she probably would lose for being honest with the parent. So I get it. So teachers aren't the enemy. The system is set up to, it's set up for failure because the people in power are letting the loud voices in the room control things and they're leaving the system up for everybody just point fingers at everybody. 
Is it the school board? Is it the principal? Is it the board of education? Is it the SBDM? Is it this? Is it that? Coach, what? Like, shut up. Put it in writing whose who's, who's responsibility it is. But again, that whole, like, it's not my job to protect parents. I don't work for you. I mean, holy shit. I mean, what's going on with this person? I'm not ashamed of what I do at all to help kids. My employers are the ones who train me to do all this. In fact, we have an ongoing contract for training on LGBTQ plus issues in education for a whole year. I'm going to go ahead and say it. This person, she says she doesn't teach, but she says this in the, in the thread. It's in my, she's like, it's on my public profile where I live. She says she teaches outside her district. But this is in the, uh, we'll call it the, Fort Thomas Highlands area, the Northern Kentucky area. I was on a conference call earlier today with some, with some people from Northern Kentucky. Y'all need to look into this. All right? Again, it's a zero-sum game. You only got so much time at school. Every minute you take away from math, reading, science, goes, and it goes something else, you ain't getting it back. So, again, city I live in, my public profile, she says that. Then here's the second verified Kentucky teacher from a totally different part of the state, comes on and says, such and such, in response to the teacher, it is so obviously not grooming to run out, to run out, to run to out a kid to his or her parent. I'll never apologize for being a safe zone for young adults. I, I looked the person's name up. They are a teacher in Kentucky. Second verified teacher. When I think of outing a kid, Again, I think of posting it on the gram, doing a little TikTok video or something, putting it in the newspaper, or telling people in your in a group at school and telling you're telling the football team or the cheerleading squad or something. We are simply talking about withholding information from parents that would help them be better parents. Do you trust them or not? You don't know. We know that because you don't trust them to make the right decision with masks, with vaccines, with anything. Okay, right on down from here. Third confirmed teacher from Kentucky. Whole another part of the state. So third one. Now I was a disclaimer. There was one other, one teacher that re- repudiated all this stuff and said this is terrible. And my parents are teammates and allies. And again, I'm willing to concede that this, even if this is a small percentage of the of the, teach, of the teaching profession. We're not talking about probabilities. We're talking about consequences. How many people does one bad teacher come into contact with? You have one bad teacher in a rural area where you have three schools. That she may, or he or she, sorry, obviously teachers can be male or female, may impact 10% of the student body. Or if they're the most popular teacher. Right, so again, I'm not talking about probabilities. I'm, I definitely don't think 100% of teachers think this stuff. My mom's a teacher. She still teaches. And she's not a bad, and she doesn't believe in this stuff. But again, she doesn't have the personality to come out and go full-fledged against it. She's also not, not, not a member of the union or anything either. So third, third confirmed teacher says, until you're in a classroom with students who may be in a situation and scared to tell parents, do not assume teachers are taking power from parents. It's not that black and white. Oh, but it is. And you can make it that way. The minute you start making it gray is the minute you start making it hard to decide what what you're going to choose to do. But if the deal is, hey, we are 
our system is we include parents and we see them as allies in the system, in the education process. The minute you make that statement and you make it clear, we're bringing we're bringing parents into this is the minute that you know like just it just is what it is black and white. Then again, if there's a if there's a sincere safety issue or a fear of abuse or negligence or anything like that, we have a system in place for that. And you should be calling Child Protective Services and Social Services and getting them out there. You're not qualified to decide if something rises. If you hear about abuse, you do, you're not qualified to decide if that abuse is bad enough to call CPS. You just need to call. You just need to report it and teach after that. Okay. Same, this is that person coming back and saying the same thing again. I won't turn my back on a child who isn't accepted by parents, nor let them go, nor let them go down a very dark path because parents don't approve. You're not listening. The parents don't know because you haven't told them. And the person, me, I as a parent am supposed to trust the most with my child is keeping me in the dark and keeping me from being a better parent. I don't care if my kid's scared. My kid's scared. I'm going to find out they had two extra Oreos for dinner last night. They don't know how to judge that type of thing. If you're afraid I'm a, if you're afraid I'm abusing you, got to tell you got to go tell CPS. Tell the the correct authorities, whatever the chain of command is in your deal. But if you're just afraid that like they're just telling you they're afraid cuz I got mad when they ate a couple extra Oreos when I told them they could only have one. That's not, I mean, that's just not the same thing. Here's the big one. And I'm going to try to, I'll try to wrap it up after this. Okay. Someone says they used to work at a pregnant teen center and they'd have a lot of dead teens had they not, um, if, had they allowed the, every pregnant teen to reason with them that they'd be dead if they told their parents you know, and they were, and they, they undermine the parent-child relationship that uh, the entire time. This person says again, we are talking about young children, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. She says, I wouldn't tell a parent their kid is pregnant either. Bingo, right there it is. She's been waiting to say that, and they all been saying. I mean, we might as well be Project Veritas here, James O'Keefe. That's the kind of stuff that he that he implants people when they're trying to get people to say this kind of stuff. They're just saying it. And two other teachers from two different districts have came to her defense already. So we know of at least three that feel this same way. Hundreds of Kentucky children, hundreds of them are in contact with those three individuals. To me, that says it all. I wouldn't tell a parent their kid is pregnant either. She said, you're wrong. And that respecting a student's wish to not tell parents something will lead to their suicide. It is, in fact, a lack of support from family, friends, and community that, that are the most common reasons why they have higher suicide rates. It doesn't have anything to do with not me not telling a kid's parent something they don't want me to. False. I mean, like, there's no way, no way of discerning that information. Because one of them didn't happen. So you don't know how the parents would have reacted and how they would have fostered that decision or that coming out or whatever you didn't allow them to get support 
This person is arrogant, self-righteous, ignorant, fill in the blank. You can disagree with me all you want, but school isn't a safe place when kids are constantly worried every little thing they do is getting back to their parents. So is your goal to never upset a student? Never ask them hard questions? Or do you only pose those questions whenever it suits your interests or your values or your agenda? Probably the better word to use. What would you do, di- what would you do differently parenting-wise if something like that was disclosed to you by your child? If nothing would change, then what difference does it make if you know or not? I absolutely would parent different. Absolutely. If I know my kid's dealing with something with an astonishingly high suicide rate, suicidal ideation rate, or if I knew my minor child was having conversations of a sexual nature with an adult other than myself and my wife and their mother, and more importantly, that information was being kept secret from me. I absolutely parent different. My first parenting action in this scenario would be to make sure that my kid never stepped foot in your classroom again and that everyone in the community knew knew about you. I'd put you on blast. If you're a dude, I'm probably going to whoop your ass. Just being honest with you. And I ain't even that good at fighting. But I'm probably going to have I'm going to have a fit of rage. And I'm I'm coming. So yes, I would I would parent differently. Crazy people. Says, I don't know exactly how you think this great fall of education system is going to happen, but I guarantee you it's not because of social justice or LGBTQ issues or me keeping a secret from parents. Parents are legally required to be told when their kid is at risk of harming themselves, harming others, or being abused. I thought, I thought it was only when if it, if it was a homicidal, suicidal. You keep, you keep uh, flaking there. You get a report card for their grades and phone calls about behavior at school. You can request the school records for your kid as well. You aren't legally entitled to anything else, so stop being righteous about it. You have no legal rights to know anything else other than those things. So grades, certain behaviors, you, you, you phone calls about behavior, that's about, we're talking about behavior here. What are you talking about? You can call and request school records. You aren't legally entitled to anything else. My response is simply being transgender means that you meet the definition of at being at risk of harming yourself, others, or being abused. Am I wrong? Since I'm not, I'm not being mean about that, am I wrong? I don't think I am. Because I'm unapologetic in what I said, and I will say it every day until the day I die. Teachers do not have to tell parents things that are going on in their lives. If you want to fight back and get a law passed that says we do, go for it. Don't worry, honey bun. Daddy will be, daddy's going to be down there. I will be there. I have saw what we've done, and we just started getting organized in the last six months. So don't worry. We are. And if you continue doing what you're doing, if I have anything to do with it, you definitely won't have a job, but you hope you won't be working with children any longer. She says, that's why so many people are killing themselves. Add in people and kids of color or people from poverty to the LGBTQ plus po- positive, and it's even more at risk. She keeps telling us she knows why everything's happening, but she's not using, she doesn't have any data backing it up. Then you, know, then you see the desperation. Then she brings in the big guns to stifle all debate. All right, because 
she brings in people and kids of color. She brings in people of color. Oh, now you really can't talk because no one's allowed to talk about that, of race. Oh, man. So that's when you can always know people are full of shit whenever they bring, when they start bringing that kind of stuff in. Poverty, all yada, yada, yada. No one's saying, like, those are totally, these are totally different conversations. And ones that I'm totally happy to have. And I, listen, Pinky will be on here tomorrow, and I can't, I, I hope, I hope he screams at me and has some things to say that I'm wrong here. I'm open to these things. I'm willing to have the conversations. All right. I think I got one other part here. I want to make sure I read to you. She goes on, makes it public. If you aren't in my parent in my district and you don't have any standing to complain about anything, my secret keeping isn't going to affect you in any way. I guarantee you that many teachers in your kids' district do the exact same thing. I do know Fort Thomas teachers do the exact same thing I do. It's not something that's unique to any one district. Every district is adopting policies regarding transgender students. And the last comment was, this has got to stop. The plan seems to be to destroy the family unit, and I would agree with that. I'm a Here's, And this is what I had to say. It's one of my, my comments. You do realize that children are not adults, and they are absolutely not mature enough to make, make the assumptions or decisions you're leaving up to them and them alone. I'd make the argument that you and you that you and only you are for sure putting these children at risk. You can try and make yourself feel good all you want because some 12-year-old wants to tell you a secret, but make no mistake about it, you are putting those kids at risk. You are keeping those parents in the dark. You are perpetually driving stakes between families, and you undoubtedly end up with blood on your hands because we all know the suicide rate amongst these children. The fact you wouldn't tell a parent that a minor was pregnant really says all that needs to be said. You may be a nice person. You have no business in the crucial position you are in as an educator. You obviously see parents as enemies first and yourself as an equal stakeholder in their child's lives. As many others have already expressed, when the day comes, and it will come, the public education system, and the public education system collapses, you will only have yourself to blame. And maybe in the end we'll be thanking you because it could have been worse and people with your stance could have continued lurking in the shadows and destroying countless lives along the way for another decade without any of us becoming aware. Thank goodness that is not the case. That's what I had to say about that. So, I've told you all all these things. I've read all this. I know y'all. Some of y'all may be bored, but I think it's all. I think it's riveting stuff here. Whenever you hear that, you hear these te these teachers backing up this other teacher, and then you hear these legislators. You know, let's go back. Let's let's listen to this. Hold on one second. Let's go right back to this. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's listen to Killian Timoney again. Here we go. Boom. There it is. So I'm interested in what all you what all you all have to say. Where I'm wrong, where I'm right, where I'm missing it. You know, it's awful. No one wants kids going through this this kind of stuff. You know, we are in a new day where it's, you know, new things are happening, and you know we gotta, you know, we gotta figure it out. But we can't move forward if our public education system sees us as enemies. 
and that they're in partnership with our federal government making making uh, threats that they'll lose funding because that gives them cloak, you know, gives them the cloak to hide behind because no, everyone knows they can't hold their federal government accountable for anything. You know, so if they're in cahoots with one another, our public education system, our federal government, our state legislators that say they're Republicans and conservatives that are not, we can't move forward if we don't recognize the situation we're in and we don't demand accountability and call spades spades and be willing to be called you know, bad names and all that stuff. I know I love my kids. I know I love the kids I coach. I don't love them as much as their parents do, but I love them. I know I love my spouse and her her family. I know I I got a lot, I got much love for a lot of people, respect for a lot of people. But I will never be I will never get in between that parent child relationship. It's just not my place. I will always keep par- keep parents in the loop on their kids' development, and as a coach, as a coach, those conversations they're talking about here would have me in handcuffs if I was having them with children and not disclosing them. I don't go in the bathroom if I know there's one little kid in there. I'm not going in there by myself. I'm gonna wait on that kid to get out. Because it's inappropriate. So, like, we got, we got to, we got to say what this stuff is. And a lot of it's just evil stuff, right? Like, care who you believe in, what you believe in, whatever. Like, I think everybody believes in good and bad, right and wrong, evil and not evil. But parents aren't the problem here. We're being painted as the problem, and they're setting it up. They're setting it up for something bigger, whether you want to be a conspiracy theorist or not. It's all played out in front of our eyes. So listen to what they tell you. Listen to what they tell you. Listen to this good old country adage. When somebody tells you they're a son bitch, believe them. Be nice. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Be respectful. Until then, the minute they tell you that, things change. They just told us. Again, I challenged my mother this weekend. I said, listen, you're the, you're the safeguard for a lot of these children. You're their, they, they do trust you more than anyone else on the planet. If you let them down, if you let them down, you got to live with that. Are you letting them down more by including their parents in, the, in, any, in any situation? Or are you letting them down more by internalizing it and making it all your responsibility when you know you're putting your children and your grandchildren and your nieces and nephews and your siblings and your husband and you're putting all of them before that child. Which route are you going to let them down more likely? And that's and that's that's a no-brainer. No one can argue otherwise. So Again, I look forward to hearing what what you know what y'all have to say where I'm missing things, all that stuff. Um, again, I don't want to hear 
this rare. Most of you don't feel this way. I don't teach that stuff explicitly in my classroom. You probably do and don't even know it. And it's not your fault. And the more I, more I like study this stuff, I'm like, holy cow, this stuff is permeating into every aspect of the, of education, of the education system. But one thing's sure, your unions and your administrators are fully aware that they're implementing these programs and these topics and these, and these assignments and these books, these, these pornographic, this pornographic material. You know, like I, when it comes to young kids, another thing, I, if I haven't said this, and I need to make sure I do say this, is my oldest is eight. He isn't ready. He doesn't know how to discuss like heterosexual matters. He doesn't know how babies are made, but how he doesn't know how his siblings are made. So I'm not argu- I'm not necessarily arguing. They they should only know about straight stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that kids, you're making the, like assumptions based on your own judgment on when you think kids are ready for it. But here's the deal: who who deals with the fallout? If you teach a kid something when they're eight and they don't even know how to talk about it when they go home. And they're just having to deal with that stuff in their own mind. They see a, you know, like a straight sex illustration in a book. And I don't know that as a parent. How am I going to help foster that into a healthy vision, healthy thing in their head? Yeah, I read a book one time. It's like strong mother, strong, uh, or strong uh, father, strong daughters. And I was talking about how this little girl had a, very negative it was like sex just really she hated her dad she loved her dad at first and then something happened and she started going through puberty and she started hating her dad right come to find out she starts going to therapy if she finds out that the girl had been hiding it you know like we go up the stairs or whatever and was watching the tv in the living room while the kid while the parents were watching tv and she saw like a rape scene but in her mind that's how she saw that and then it started talking about how you know she started learning about sex and all stuff. Well, she, that was what she saw sex as, and so she thought her father had done that to her mother, and she hated him for it. But he couldn't even talk to her about it because he didn't know it had happened. And in that situation, no one did any, no one did anything to her. It was an accident for her to see that, and she connected those dots. But we're setting kids up for failure, and it breaks my heart. You know, so we're we're almost two hours in here, hour and forty five minutes. Appreciate y'all listening. Um, again, it's a very tough topic. You know, I appreciate your comments. Appreciate your subscriptions, your all that stuff. You know, listen to the Way Too Much Jeremy podcast, all that. Um, thanks for your time. If anything, I hope this thing, this this episode gets you thinking and gets you doing some research and things like that on what's happening in your schools. You know, maybe ask some of your teachers around you that, you know, how they feel about some of these topics because – we can't assume anymore that people think one thing or the other. We just got to cut to the chase, right? So that's what we got to do. So I got to get off her. I'm about to go. About to go get me a little, little, little run in, little workout in before football practice. And it's about to be the hottest part of the day for y'all that don't know me. I work. If I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run when it's hot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sweat, baby. If I'm gonna do it, I might as well do it. So again, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All that stuff, way too much JRMC. Go to my YouTube channel, way too much JRMC. Or you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Twitcher, I think is what it's called. 
something like that, Stitcher or something. Find me on all those things. Give me good feedback, bad feedback, all that stuff. I want to hear it. So love you guys. Thanks all for your time. You'll have a great rest of your day.